0: Welcome to the Business of Yoga podcast. My name is Amanda Kelly, and I'm a multiple six-figure business owner and the founder of the Outbound Yoga Teacher Training School. In this podcast, we dive into everything you need to know about creating a successful yoga business without having to teach classes full-time. I'm going to share with you practical tips, inspiring stories, and expert advice that will save you time, money, and give you a weekly dose of inspiration. My goal is to help you create a thriving brand and make a huge impact on others while making money. This podcast is your go to resource for building a business that gives you the freedom to be your own boss, set your own schedule, and do what you love. Get ready to think outside the box and create the life and yoga business of your dreams. Let's do this. Hi friends, welcome to the Business of Yoga podcast. I'm so glad that you're here. If you are new or we are just meeting for the first time, my name is Amanda Kelly and I am the host of this podcast that you are currently listening to. Uh, some of you might know me from my previous podcast. I had a podcast for quite a few years, which was just more kind of like personal self-development stuff. Um, and We're definitely going to pepper that into this podcast, but I have had the idea to start this podcast for years and years, but I just never did it um, until recently. I feel like my business is really in a place where I'm kind of rebuilding and I I rebuilding or just like completely I just feel that I've changed so much over the last couple years and in a way I wish that I had done things differently even though I wouldn't change anything you know what that's like when you're like okay there are so many things I would do differently but I also wouldn't do anything differently because then I wouldn't know what I know now so essentially that is kind of what led me to be here because there are so many different things that I wish I could go back and tell myself about how I chose to run my business or just like things that I believed in or things I didn't know. And that is essentially why I wanted to bring this podcast to you because I feel like yoga teachers and just like wellness providers in general, whatever it is that you're doing, whether you're a yoga teacher or you are in this kind of space, it's a really interesting business to navigate. And I really wish that I had built my business with more intention and also just with more awareness of like what I actually wanted because I think I just kept building and building and building my business based on what are people going to buy, what's going to sell, what's going to do well and then I ended up with this huge business and uh, totally burnt myself out and I mean we will get to that because essentially what I want to do in this podcast episode is I want us to get to know each other a little bit. I'm going to tell you a bit about my story, how I got here, what I do, what this podcast is about. And I really run my entire business, everything I do, with the whole essence of being very authentic and sharing. And I will definitely overshare here and there. So I hope that you're into that. We are going to feel like we are totally Best buddies. I'm sure that if you've been in my circle circle for a long time or for a while, you probably already know kind of like my origin story and how I got here and how I started my business. But I hope you listen anyway because there might be some little new nuggets of information that you didn't already know. But if you are new, then welcome. I've been running my yoga teacher training, which is my business Uh, so I have a yoga school I've been doing that about seven years and I've been teaching yoga for 11 so really I only was teaching for four years before I started my teacher training and the fact that I've been teaching yoga for 11 years is absolutely crazy if you know me because I don't really stick with things and I'm very much like go where the wind takes me and I just kind of pick up new habits and new hobbies like whenever and wherever and I am all over the place and so yoga truly is the most constant thing I have ever had in my life like I don't even think I have owned anything for 11 years and when I kind of tell you a little bit more about myself it's totally gonna make sense but yoga is the most constant thing I guess besides like my family (laughs) that I have in my life so I've been teaching for 11 years and I do that full-time I'm based in Calgary Alberta Canada And like I said, this podcast is essentially just going to be a place where we're going to talk about business, I'm going to share with you behind the scenes, things that I've done, things that I've tried, things that have worked for me, how I have built my company up to what it is today, what I would do differently, what I would change, and just I really want to give you a place where you can come and get inspired. And I don't think I personally have ever listened to a business podcast that was about this niche like yoga I've listened to many business podcasts and I'm totally a business junkie but I do think that there is a different kind of vibe I guess when it comes to this industry of yoga and wellness and kind of this just like not self-development but this like giving back in this way I don't know I feel like yoga is such an interesting interesting business and so I really wanted to create a podcast specifically on this topic so we're gonna get into some really really good things but let me tell you more about how I got here uh so like I said I live in Calgary Alberta I live with my uh boyfriend of about a year and a half at the time that you're listening to this see uh, like I said (laughs) no, I haven't even had a relationship that's past seven years, like or 11 years. Like yoga really is like my longest relationship ever. Um, I got into yoga when I was actually in university and I was majoring in theater arts. I wanted to be an actor uh, or an actress. I really wanted to do musical theater. And when I went to school, i um, here in Calgary, I went to Mount Royal university or I don't know if at the time it was a college, but I went, To school and in my curriculum there was a class called movement which I remember thinking like I thought it was gonna be like a dance class or something and it kind of makes sense for theater kids to have to learn to dance I mean I remember in a lot of like my high school theater having to do dance and stuff so it didn't totally surprise me but I signed up for this class and it ended up being like a yoga class it had a lot to do with like mindfulness and meditation and there was so much yoga and like sitting still. And I just remember I absolutely hated it. I had my first panic attack ever in this university class doing breath work. And halfway through the semester, you it's like a really small program. And your professors sit down with you and they meet with you and they kind of say like, here's how you're doing. Here's where you're at. You know, and it's like a check-in. And I remember going into mine and sitting down and they basically said to me that they felt I was very disconnected from my body and they weren't sure that this was going to be the right fit for me in terms of like a career. (laughs) And they said that I was not doing so well and I was going to fail this movement class. And I, you know, they're like, you're very disconnected from your body and you know, whatever, 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 you know, the yoga class, I was failing the movement class. So I decided that I was going to drop out of university, I decided I hated yoga, I hated theater. And I took a gap year. And I ended up getting a contract to work in Florida, in Disney World, which was like the next best thing to being in theater. So I worked in Disney World. And I worked there for about a year. And it was like, party city for me. I think I spent the whole year just like drinking and going out. And I lived in like a dorm with like four other people from like all around the world. And it was absolutely wild, but it was such a fun, fun experience for me. And so, like I said, like I look back on my life and I'm like, I would, I totally don't regret anything, right? Like that was just such a, such a also pivotal moment for me. And I really had to grow up. I think when I moved to Florida and lived in disney world which is such a funny thing to say it's always like my random fact that i tell people about myself i think i was 19 when i moved there so i wasn't even allowed to drink yet like i was so young um and then i came home and when i came home from disney world i didn't really have a lot of the same friends anymore because i had become friends with people from university plus i had just moved to the city where i went to school um Prior to leaving and going to Disney World, I had only lived in that city for like two years, which is where I live now. So I really didn't know anybody. And so the whole point of me going to university was I was going to make friends and stuff. And then I never ended up doing that. And I moved away. So when I moved back, I didn't really have any friends. And it turned out that some of the people who I worked with in Disney World, because I was on a contract there, some of them lived in the city that I lived in. So I kind of just became friends with them and we hung out. And I drank a lot. I kept drinking. We would go out all the time. And I remember being like deeply unhappy. Like there are moments. I remember like waking up in the morning with like a cheeseburger, like still wrapped in the freaking packaging in bed. And I remember like going to work hungover. I was working in retail. And I was, I started dating somebody who I had been dating I think before I left, no, I had met him when I came back, and then we dated for a few years. But also a toxic relationship. But I was so lost, and I just didn't like. I felt like I don't know where I belong. Like I just, I wanted to be a theater person. I want to say theater kid, but I guess I wasn't a kid. I wanted to be an actress, and then I was kicked out of this program. So I was really, really unhappy. And I remember um getting like a coupon out uh, in my mailbox for a free yoga class and I kind of thought to myself like first of all I hate yoga but also I'm willing to give this a try because yoga people seem to be happy happy people and I was really unhappy so I was willing to do anything I could to kind of just find some kind of shift in my life so I went to yoga and it was a Bikram hot yoga class which It's so funny. Even to this day, it's like the only yoga I don't like. And I think it's because it's from this one experience. It was a Bikram hot yoga class. Uh, So very traditional. uh, The teacher wears like a headset, or uh, not anymore, or I don't know, maybe only at the actual Bikram studios. But the teacher was wearing a headset. There's like a little podium stage where they stand on. It's ridiculous. It's carpeted. It was disgusting. And it was so hot. I remember going in there and thinking to myself, like, and this was the first actual yoga class I had done, like, outside of university. And I remember thinking, like, holy hell, like, why is it a bajillion degrees in here? Like, is this what it's like? It was so flippin' hot in that room. And I remember thinking, like, I'm, this is, I'm gonna die here. I will die here. And I got into child's pose and I put my head down, which is the worst pose. If you were, if you were like exhausted and you, you're you tired and you can't breathe, like why you put your head below your heart. Even to this day, I tell my students like when, when they're new or even like in class, like before I teach, I'm like, if you are gassed, don't go in child's pose with your head below your heart. If you're like catching your breath, that's like going for a run and then saying like, I'm just going to hang upside down and like take a break. Like it's not, it's stupid and the, again, I have so many thoughts and so many feelings and so many things that I'm excited to like break down in this podcast with you over the coming time that we will be together. But I I get into child's pose and I'm thinking like, I fucking, I can't do this. I can't make it through this class. And the teacher is on a microphone and she literally says, excuse me, um, miss, miss, um oh no, because I got up to leave. I got up to, I was in child and then I was like, holy fuck, like I have to leave this room. So I get up to leave and then she says in her little headset, she's like, miss, miss, like, where are you going? You can't leave the room. Excuse me, you can't leave. So now I'm thinking it's a million degrees in here. I think I'm going to barf or pass out. I don't know. And now the teacher is yelling at me in a microphone in a room of people that I can't leave. Like, this is how I die. So I go back to the mat and I'm like, oh my fucking God, like now I have all this attention on me. And she comes over and she kind of like tosses an electrolyte pack at me. And she's like, here, try this. And I'm thinking like, oh my God, I'm so embarrassed. Um, and then I, after that, I was like, I will fucking never do yoga again. Like, I was like, I hate it. So that was that. And then, you know, more time passed. I was in my not great relationship, which I was in, like I said, for a couple of years. And he was actually cheating on me for most of that, which I think I knew, but didn't want to know. And um, my aunt started getting really into yoga and she said to me one day, I I really want you to come to yoga with me. And I was thinking like, I will never go to yoga again. (laughs) And she's like, no, I've been going to this studio. It's really beautiful. It's so nice. The teachers are so nice. And there was no carpet, there was no podium, um, but it was hot, which I guess at this point now I'm thinking that all yoga is hot. Like, I don't know that there's not hot yoga. So I agreed to go with her and we go to this class and it definitely was better. And we go and I am so dizzy, so ill. And of course, I'm afraid to take any rest. But the teacher did say in this class, because it's just like a regular flow class, the teacher goes like, if you need to rest, take rest, all this stuff. So I, I leave the class, I run out of there at the end of the, I make it through the whole thing. I get, I run out of there at the end of the class, I run into the bathroom, and I vomit. (laughs) And I am like, I feel like I'm gonna die. I'm so dizzy. And, you know, I... I kind of Google it after class and it seems like that happens to people and there it's funny because there was something about the class where I was like okay I like the idea of this like everything the teacher said was so beautiful and it was just like it smelled so good and they give you this like cold towel at the end and I'm like I I love the the concept of this but also like I feel like shit at the same time so I knew I kind of wanted to go again so this time I went by myself and I I ended up going to a class it was like a five dollar class and I went by myself and I before I went to class I googled like how do you what how do you prepare for a hot yoga class or whatever and I think I read some kind of article and it was like you could eat a piece of cheese and an apple and then you I don't even know why but I ate some cheese and apple went to my second class and then I threw up again cheese and apple And I was like, okay. And it was like funny because it's funny, but it's not funny. (laughs) Because I feel like I got through a little bit more of it. And I had done a different teacher. And again, the teacher said such beautiful things. And the vibe was so good. And it's like, I'm like, how does something that makes me feel so terrible also make me feel so good? And then I just kept thinking like, is it because I'm disconnected from my body or whatever? Like I had that narrative and that story in my head. So then I try now a third time. And this time I decide to go to like a more slow flow class because at this point I was only going to flow which is like for if you've never done yoga and then you you go to a hot flow class and they're not even breaking down the poses and they're just moving and going and you're trying to keep up like obviously you're gonna feel like shit right and so I go to this other class and the teacher says like if all you do today is lay here then that is perfect like your only job is to just be present in this room and like to just be in this room and I'm like okay great I'm trapped in here again like I'm freaking out And I probably spent most of that class lying on my back, which for me was really hard because I'm lying on my back in a room full of people. And the story in my head is you suck, you suck, you suck. And, you know, I already have this limiting belief from, you know, being kicked out of my program. So there's a lot of like just negative, you know, storytelling going on in my head. But again, I'm like, just be present. And she just kept saying that, like, just be present and just be present and she, at the end of the class, she said, surround yourself with people that you want to be like, And I remember at the end of that thinking, I want to be like the people in this room. I want to be like the people in this like studio, this facility. Like I just loved it so much and spoiler alert. This was like years and years ago now. And I teach at the studio now full time. (laughs) And the first time I taught there, I told this story, not as long as this version I've told you, but I told them the story about how I came to my first class here. And I remember just like sobbing. And even when I teach there now, it's really, really special. And again, this is why I wanted to start this podcast, because I think that it's important For people to realize that whatever's holding you back is probably actually the thing that's going to propel you forward, right? The thing that's holding you back is the thing that if you voice it, if you share it, if you learn how to articulate what you're struggling with, that's the thing that's going to connect people to you because other people are struggling with it too. And people don't want to be led by perfect leaders, people want to be led by human beings who have been where they are, right? People want to be led by people who understand what they're going through. And that I think has been my biggest, I don't know, like, I don't want to say like flex, but like that is the thing that has allowed me to be as successful as I am as a yoga teacher, not even a business owner, like running teacher trainings, but like an actual yoga teacher. So I left that class and she said, surround yourself with people you want to be like. And I was like, done. And then I went home and I went on, which it's called Kijiji, I guess it would be like Craigslist, you know, I think that's universal, we all kind of know what that is, maybe, and I looked up like yoga jobs, like yoga jobs, and of course, they're all like teaching jobs, and I can't teach, because I'm not certified, but I'm thinking like, I want to work like front desk, or what can I do, at this time, I was back in university, I was taking um, a different program, and I just again, felt really lost. I don't think I've ever said this out loud before, but a really big reason why I was in school and taking the program I was taking was because the guy I was dating was in university. And I knew when we were dating, it was really important for him that I had an education. And I even ended up transferring because to a different school so to be at his university, which was still in the same city I lived in. But I remember thinking like, I'm gonna go to his university and then he's gonna think I'm even greater. Like the whole thing that we could do a whole other podcast just on the toxic relationships I have landed in but I looked at these yoga jobs and I found one and it was working at a yoga studio cleaning and doing like you know cleaning the bathrooms and signing in classes and it was like minimum wage and I was like I am going to take this job done so I started doing that and I just got to know people and got to know the community And during this time, I ended up moving in with this boyfriend and um, uh, I'm like, I feel like I want to tell you my entire life story, but I also am like, okay, we can't, there's, there's too much story. But when I was living with him and I was working at this place, they ended up going through a change of ownership and the new owner, you know, kept me on. And, and she said to me, Hey, like, do you want to be the manager here? And I'm thinking, like, you're promoting me from, like, the person who cleans the floors and scrubs the toilets to being the manager. But at the time, like, I think I was their only paid employee. And so I was like, uh, yeah, I want to be the manager of this studio. Um, and this was not the same studio that I had started going to yoga at. This was a different studio. But anyways, so I, I get this job. Actually, I think I got the job on the day that my boyfriend at the time and I had moved in together. And I got the job and I got promoted and I told him and I remember he wasn't like super jacked about it. Anyway, they ended up offering me more and more hours. And so I started dropping classes. I started like not going to my classes because I was, you know, going to this job instead where I was like making really not that much more money. I was still making like basically minimum wage. And they said to me, they were like, we really want to send you to do your yoga teacher training. We think that it would be beneficial if you, our certified yoga teacher. And they kind of worked that into my, my contract. And so I was like, okay. And they, they agreed to send me to Mexico to do this training. And that was all decided. And then a couple weeks later, these people came to, um, Canada from Costa Rica and they taught a workshop. And my friend said, I want to bring you to this yoga workshop, this girl from the studio that I met. And I went to this workshop and it was so profound and it was these this couple and they they ran a yoga teacher training together and they talked a lot about like like stuff that I had never realized was correlated with yoga and it was all like you know what what's your limiting belief and what's holding you back and how are you showing up in your life and what are you not taking accountability for and I was just like what is this and it, it was my first like time being introduced to anything in the realm of self-development but it was like yoga. And they were like, we're doing a yoga teacher training next weekend, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I need to go to this training. So I talked to my managers, uh, the people that wanted to send me to Mexico, and I said, or I guess my bosses, and I said, hey, can I do this training next weekend? And the funny thing is it was during my exams. So now I missed, now I missed my university exams. I'm basically like not even in university anymore. And I went to this teacher training, and I didn't know anything, Okay. I didn't know a single thing. I knew like three poses. I had barely done yoga at that time. Like I'd probably maybe done like seven classes because even the studio I was managing at was hot and I was still like, you know, really worried about, you know, vomiting. And I was, I was easing into hot yoga. I remember we get so dizzy in classes and I did this teacher training and we did yoga every day for like two hours a day. And I remember crying a lot and being like, holy shit, like I am disconnected from my body. Like it was like meeting myself for the first time in a lot of ways. And it was really nice because we did yoga in a normal temperature room, which really helped. (laughs) Um, I always tell people too, if you're getting into yoga, like I'm like explore other types and, and styles and just know that there's like... And also yoga is so much more than just like the actual physical poses, which is what I what drew me to this teacher training. Cause they were like, we're going to teach you all about these things and about your limiting beliefs and the three bodies, which they referred to as like your mental body, your emotional body, your physical body. And I was like, what? Like, I didn't know that I had all these parts of me. So it completely changed my life. And when I came home, I went into teaching right away. I started teaching full time. I was really bad in the beginning, but I just kept teaching and teaching and teaching, and I got better, um, and I got better, and I got better, and after about a year of teaching, I um, went for lunch with one of the people who I had done my training with from that couple, because they, they, she had come to visit, the wife had come to visit, um, and she was like, I'm in town, and she, you know, she was like, it's so great, you're teaching so much, and we just we went for coffee, and we went for coffee and I kind of told her about like how things were going. And, um, she said, you know, and I said, I, I, I'm loving teaching yoga. I'm still in school. I'm feeling like I don't really know what I'm doing with that. Like I failed a bunch of classes cause obviously I wasn't going to class. And she had, they just, she had just gotten a divorce from her husband. And she said, well, if you want to come to Costa Rica with us and you can live with us or live with her, because they owned a retreat center and they had a daughter. And I think that they needed some help um, just with running their retreat center and, and having a babysitter. And um, I think they were still running the retreat center together too. I I, I blogged all that out. But uh, she was like, if you want to come with us, like then um, come with me. She's like, I'm going to Montreal uh, next week. And um, I will be doing a teacher training there and then flying back to Costa Rica if you want to come to Montreal. And this was like six days away and I went home and I basically ended my relationship sold all of my stuff moved out of my apartment dropped out of school and had to thoroughly disappoint my parents and tell them I was moving to Costa Rica I remember my mom crying being like it's a third world country (laughs) she was like you can't go there it's super upset, and of course, you know, my whole life I just jumped from one thing to the next, and so I think my everybody in my life, everybody, and I don't blame them, thought like this is just a passing phase. So I told everything, and I got on a one-way flight to Montreal, and then from Montreal I got on a one-way flight to Costa Rica, and I lived there on and off for a few years. I co-taught. I ended up co-teaching with. That woman and her teacher training, uh, my mentor at the time, and it was amazing. I learned so much. I ended up living in this like tiny little hut, Um, this like little 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 tiny place with like these like cold like oh my god like cement floors like I don't even know what are they in Costa Rica like tile, and I was really close to the beach and I would just do yoga all the time and read and. I started to like hustle because I, I I moved there with no money, and that's like a big part of my story that I tell people. Is you know when she came to me and was like, "Do you want to come with me?" I had like eight hundred bucks, but I was like, "Okay, well she's gonna pay to f- you know take care of me, f- f- so that's fine. She's gonna like fly me down there and hopefully feed me." <laughs> um, but it is way cheaper to of course live there if you do it like the locals do it. Um, and so I went down there, and I remember I started. My first kind of online business, I put out a couple things here and there because I wanted to figure out like how can I make money and I'd never run an online business before and I basically just took the parts of yoga that weren't just yoga and I I kind of built businesses around those and did like little things here and there. I made websites for people um, and it was just like such a special time in my life and I came home uh, one time for I think my plan was to come home for like a couple months and then go back and I came home and ended up falling in love and meeting someone and thinking that I was never gonna go back to Costa Rica you know when you just like are blinded by love um that was me and I ended up um getting pregnant actually and um which I did suffer a miscarriage but that whole little blip and it was such a short amount of time, I think I met this guy in, like, September, and then I, um, by the time I miscarried, it was February, we broke up in March, and um, I was so sad, and I had got, I had, at this point, I had my first apartment I had lived in, because when I moved home, and I was like, you know, maybe I'm gonna, I'm gonna stay for a little bit longer, I'll just make little trips to Costa Rica here and there, and um, I was, like, lonely there, too, right, like, And I really wanted to like meet somebody and I wanted to like build a life in Calgary. And so I, after this happened and we broke up, like I was so, so, so sad. I remember I stopped teaching. I stopped going to work. I stopped doing anything. A low point for me was I remember getting home one day and going to turn my lights on and my power had been cut off because I wasn't paying my power bill. And I went to yoga. I would go to yoga, but not do yoga. Like I would just go there and lay there and do nothing. And one day I, I laid there in class and I just cried and what I always did, like I just was feeling so sorry for myself and thinking like, what is my life? I just did this great thing. I lived in Costa Rica and then I came home and, you know, I thought I was going to have this life with this human and this family and now I have none of it and now I just don't know what the fuck I'm doing with my life and I came home and I would go to yoga and I would lay there and I would cry um, or not come home, I would go to the studio. After class one day, the teacher came up to me and she was a friend of mine and she said, you know, one day you're going to have to do yoga again. Right. I was like, what do you mean? Like I am doing it. I'm here. She's like, no, like one day you're going to have to do yoga. Like you're going to have to do the class, even though you're sad. And I was like, okay. And she said, and you know, one day you're going to have to live your life again. Right. Even though you're sad. And I was like, Oh, and that was when I decided to start my teacher training. And I, um, Started with kids yoga, and I actually ended up partnering with somebody who um, ran a kids yoga business, and they needed someone to run their training. And I'd never done it before, but I was like, "Fuck it, I can do this." And that was kind of my thing. I always just kind of bared it out. And so I ran this kids yoga teacher training, and then we launched the 200 hour teacher training. And the first one was full. I remember there was like 24 students or something. And I remember I was like the youngest one of all the students when I was their teacher. And I remember thinking like, how am I allowed to be here? Like that training like made, how much money did that training make? I'm gonna like do a quick little, just pull this up for you and tell you, just, just based on like, you know, I was making no money my whole life. And all of a sudden here I was, boom. So that training would have made about, yeah, like about, around (laughs) $80,000 and I remember my business partner paying me and I'm thinking like holy shit like I get paid this much money to do this thing that I love but also I was very insecure thinking that I wasn't good enough and I, I had no place to be running a yoga teacher training ultimately I started the training because when I was in Costa Rica helping with the teacher trainings and kind of watching you know, my mentor facilitate trainings, I remember thinking like, there was parts that she did that I was like, I don't really love that or, or I think this part is important and I, I wish that more people taught this. And then I was like, why don't I create it my own then? And I really wanted to create a teacher training that encouraged people to be themselves as the teacher because I feel like a lot of people go into teacher training with the idea of like, I'm going to become this teacher rather than kind of going to the teacher training and and realizing that you already are the teacher. And it's like, how can you bring your personality out into your, your classes? And how can you share what you've been through as a way to connect with people? And it's like, how can you be yourself? Like, I just see so many teachers and I go to so many classes where I just think like, this is so fake and so disconnected. And the teacher is just like, putting on this persona of like, I'm the yoga teacher and I am, you know, perfect and namaste and whatever. And I was like, I don't want that. Like I want real raw, like I give you permission to be yourself because I'm here and I'm being myself. Like that was really what I wanted. I wanted a training that was again, kind of like the one I did in a sense that it was going to focus on like what's, what's holding you back. And like, you, you can't hold space for other people to, deal with their shit if you don't deal with yours you can't be out here saying like love yourself take care of yourself if you don't know how to do that for yourself and that's a rough road for a lot of us and i really wanted my teacher training to include that i wanted a lot of self-development and so that is essentially what i created and i marketed everything just through instagram alone i never ran any paid ads i kept i was blogging even from the time i moved to costa rica i started a blog and i i would just write about my life and i remember thinking like does anybody fucking care about this And i would just write about my life and write about my life and and people would reply and say like what you wrote really resonated with me and thank you so much and this you know i I love reading what you write and i feel like you understand me or this was really inspiring or i really needed to hear this and so i just kept writing and kept writing and then I would put my life on Instagram in that same way. And I think that's really how I sold out the teacher training. And also, I think people saw the way that I taught my classes, which was a very like, this is me. This is me teaching. This is like, I'm not, you know, talking to you like this and then walking into the class like, hello, everybody. Welcome. Like, I'm I'm not doing that. And I think that was really what drew people to the training as well. And with that business partner, like when I started my business, like we Oh, God, like that training definitely like I've I up to this day and I wish I could could know the numbers for sure. And I'm sure I could sit down and crunch them like the outbound yoga name has generated for sure over a million dollars. And I ended up ending that partnership, that business partnership and going out on my own, which was also a really, really challenging time in my life. One of the harder things I've had to do. And, um, in the last four years, it's, I, the company has generated half a million and it's crazy to me that it has grown this much in the way that it has just through, you know, me authentically showing up and being very messy. And that's always been my slogan that is the name of my old podcast was made to be messy because my whole thing is like your mess is your message and I always tell my students you know done is better than perfect like do it messy like I'd rather you do it messy than not do it at all and that is like how I have grown my entire business and how I literally love my life I'm like fuck it this is kind of a bit of a disaster and a hot mess but we're gonna do it anyway and we're gonna see what happens so I have in the last Whatever, however long it's been since I've run the teacher training, the last seven years, even since teaching yoga, the last eleven years, I have ran multiple studios, I've managed studios, I have consulted for studios, I've created multiple trainings, multiple programs and workshops. I have specialized in things like creative sequencing in voice. I have taught everything and anything. Like I've things that like make me laugh now because I'm like that is totally not in my my wheelhouse of what I'm interested in in terms of yoga like backbending workshops and stuff like that Um, but I've really just done everything and I've given myself permission to to try things and be creative and and I I think that part of my personality is very much still alive like the part of me that's like okay now I want to do this and I want to do this and I want to do this but it's all still within kind of this you know, wheelhouse of, of yoga. And it's been amazing the last year. And that's again, really what led me to want to start this podcast. So, um, I think I said, you know, in the last four years I've generated, um, about, uh, um, half a million dollars and I, in November or during the pandemic, I actually moved the whole teacher training on, online. Um, so that also was a huge, um, kind of like uptick in revenue and sales because all of a sudden I changed my whole business model to online. I was able to access more people the price was lower. So more people were taking the training. I don't know if that's the case, but like there was just tons of people that was a big learning curve for me. And I, um, moved during the pandemic back to Costa Rica for a little bit. And then I moved to New York for a little bit, And during this time, I was running my business, just burning out, not knowing what I was really doing, just going and going and going and okay, move this online and move this online. Like I felt like I was in a constant state of like pivoting and just like trying to like keep the water out of my boat. So I, my boat wouldn't sink essentially is, is like how it felt. And in November of last year, so like not even a year ago at the time of this recording, I found out that I had owed over $100,000 in taxes from making so much money, which is exciting, but also not good. And I could not keep up with the payments in terms of like just how much the, the interest was costing me. And essentially, I decided to file in Canada what's called the consumer proposal. So it's not quite bankruptcy, but it was a really shitty, terrible... Time, awful decision that I had to make, um, but I did that, and I said, okay, I'm gonna run this like a business, and I'm gonna do it in a way that feels good, and I'm not gonna like just stress out and be like, what's the next thing? What's the next thing? What's the next thing? So I got myself an accounting team. I incorporated my business, which I know you're probably like, you weren't incorpor- <laughs> you did all of that without being incorporated. But when I broke up with my business partner, like she really was like the business partner she was the business person and I remember one time she made a comment to me and she was like yeah you're you're basically the talent and I remember being so upset by that comment but when I look back and think about it I'm like I was just the talent like I was just like I'll show up and teach the training I didn't know any and I'll like you know share my feelings and post on Instagram but that was it that was the extent of it I didn't know anything about how to run the business So I really was just the talent. And then, you know, when I took the business out on my own and I was just like making money, like I didn't know what I was doing. I knew how to make money. I knew how to sell. I knew how to teach. I knew how to fill classes. But in terms of just like, and not even like, and this podcast isn't going to be about like how to do your taxes. And I don't know, maybe I'll have someone on here to talk about that. But I just didn't know about like boundaries in business. And I had no plan and no strategy and i was just like exhausted and doing whatever i could to just stay above water so that's really kind of what led me to um to this point to 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 recording this podcast for you and putting this out here for you because i want you to create a business that feels really really good and like i hate this idea that yoga teachers have to hustle in order to like you know you know have a career and teach for whatever amount of money and teach for whoever will take you and do whatever it's like you don't have to teach full-time classes if you don't want to like I just canceled the teacher training because I was like I don't want to do this like I didn't like the way that it was set up and the way I had planned to do it and I was like this is just not going to work like I this is not resonating with me And my new thing is I'm like, I'm not doing anything that doesn't feel good. That doesn't align with me. I, I will not do it. I, yes, I believe that business is about hard work and there is absolutely hustle involved, but not to the point where you're like, I don't even like this. Like you can't lead from that place. And that's, what's so interesting about this, this industry. It's like, you really have to, you have to embody the thing that you're teaching. You have to show up in your life, you know, in the same way that you are expecting other people to show up on their mat like it's so true so that is really um, a really long version but also it feels like such a short version of how I got here um, my story and I am so excited that you're here I think that we're going to have an amazing time together on this podcast and I can't wait to dig into different things and talk to you about just like different business ideas and get you excited and also get you thinking about you know, different ways to teach and whatever, and just having really big, good, important conversations, um, but also helping you make money, like make money. I have huge goals this year to make tons of money, um, and to pay things off. We want to buy a house and, um, I have proof that it's worked for me before, and I know it's going to work again. And, um, even since, you know, filing my consumer proposal, I've been doing great in my business. It's almost like the universe was like, okay, like I see you out here, like, uh, Getting things right. You're on the right path. I'm going to reward you or however. I don't know. I just feel like everything is all about magnetism and um, how you be and how you show up is really kind of what you end up attracting. So I love you so much. I'm going to stop this here because I feel like this was super long already, but I am really excited to chat with you next week. Make sure you take care of yourself and go and what's my let's let's end with an assignment. I want you to leave here today and write down a list of what feels exciting for you. Like when you think about your goals in terms of teaching or your life or your business, what is exciting? Okay? or even just write down a whole brain dump at first of whatever you can think of, and then go and highlight the things that you feel the most excited about. And those are the things that I want you to lean into. Notice where you are moving into the should, I should do this. This on paper makes the most sense. Strategically, this makes the most sense. Let's lean into the excitement because you cannot match the energy that comes with excitement. Like truly, like that is going to propel you forward in your business and in your personal life more than anything else will. So that is my homework for you. I love you. And I will talk to you next week.